Cantos ten to twelve of Book Four of the Ramayan of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ob One Two Three. Canto ten, Sugriva's story. I strove to soothe and lull to rest the fury of his troubled breast. While well, art thou come, dear Lord? I cried. By whose strong arm thy foe has died. Forlorn I languished here, but now, My saviour and defence art thou. Once more receive this regal shade, Like the full moon in heaven displayed, And let the chariots thus restored Wave glorious over the rightful lord. I kept my watch, thy word obeyed, And by the cave a year I stayed. But when I saw that stream of blood Rush from the cavern in a flood, My sad heart broken with dismay, And every wandering sense astray, I barred the entrance with a stone, A crack from some high mountain throne, Torn from the spot I watched in vain, And to Kishkinda came again. My deep distress and downcast mien By citizen and lord were seen. They made me king against my will, Forgive me if the deed was ill. True as I ever was I see, My honoured king once more in thee, I only ruled a wild estate, When thou hadst left us desolate. This town with people, lords and lands, Lay as a trust in guardian hands, And now, my gracious lord, accept The kingdom which thy servant kept. Forgive me, victor of the foe, nor let thy wrath against me glow. See, joining suppliant hands, I pray, And at thy feet my head I lay. Believe my words, against my will, The royal seat they made me feel. Unkinged they saw the city, hence, They made me lord for her defence. But Bali, though I humbly sued, Reviled me in his furious mood. Out on thee, wretch! In wrath he cried, with many a bitter taunt beside. He summoned every lord and all, his subjects gathered at his call. Then forth his burning anger broke, and thus amid his friends he spoke. I need not tell, for well ye know, how fierce Mayavi, fiend and foe, came to Kishkinda's gate by night, and dared me in his wrath to fight. I heard each word the demon said, Fought from my royal hall I sped, And, foe in brother's guise concealed, Sugriva followed to the field. The mighty demon through the shade Beheld me come with one to aid, Then shrinking from unequal fight, He turned his back in swiftest flight. From vengeful foes his life to save, He sought the refuge of a cave. Then when I saw the fiend had fled, Within that cavern dark and dread, Thus to my brother, cruel-eyed, Impatient in my wrath, I cried. I seek no more my royal town, Till I have struck the demon down. Here by the cavern's mouth remain, Until my hand the foe have slain. Upon his fate my heart relied, And swift within the depths I hide. A year went by, in every spot, I sought the fiend, but found him not. At length my foe I saw and slew, Whom long I feared when lost to view, And all his kinsmen by his side, Beneath my vengeful fury died. 
the monster as he reeled and fell poured forth his blood with roar and yell and filling all the cavern died the portal with the crimson tide upon my foeman slain at last one look one pitying look i cast i sought again the light of day the cave was closed and left no way to the barred mouth i sadly came and called aloud sugriva's name but all was still no voice replied the hope within my bosom died with furious efforts vain at first through bars of rock my way i burst then free once more the path that brought my feet in safety home i sought it was thus sugriva dared despise the claim of brothers friendly ties with cracks of rock he barred me in and for himself the realm would win thus bali spoke in words severe and then unmoved by root of fear left me a single robe and sent his brother forth in banishment he cast me out with skate and scorn and from my side my wife was torn now in great fear and ill at ease i roam this land with woods and seas or dwell on Rishamuka's hill and sorrow for my concert steal thou hast the tale how first arose this bitter hate of brother foes such are the griefs neath which i pine and all without a fault of mine o swift to save in hour of fear my prayer who dread this bali here with gracious love assistance deign and mine oppressor's arm restrain then ragu's son the good and brave with a gay laugh his answer gave these shafts of mine which never can fail before whose sheen the sun grows pale winked by my fury fleet and fears the wicked bali's heart shall pierce yea mark the words i speak so long shall leave that rich who joys in wrong until these angered eyes have seen the robber of the darling queen i taught by equal suffering know what waves of grief above thee flow this hand thy captive wife shall free and give thy kingdom back to thee sugriva joyed as rama spoke and valor in his breast awoke his eye grew bright his heart grew bold and thus his wondrous tale he told canto eleven dundavi i doubt not prince thy peerless might armed with these shafts so keen and bright like all destroying fires of fate the worlds could burn and devastate but lend thou first thy mind and ear of bali's power and might to hear how bold how firm in battle tried is bali's heart and then decide from east to west from south to north on restless errand hurrying fought from farthest sea to sea he flies before the sun has lit the skies a mountain top he oft will seek tear from its root a towering peak hurl it aloft as it were a ball and catch it ere to art it fell and many a tree that long has stood in health and vigor in the wood his single arm to art will throw the marvels of his might to show shape like a bull 
a monster boar, the name of Dundavi of yore. He matched in size a mountain height, a thousand elephants in might. My pride of wondrous gifts impelled, and strength he deemed unparalleled, to ocean, lord of stream and brook, a thirst for war, his way he took. He reached the king of rolling waves, whose gems are piled in sunless caves, and threw his challenge to the sea, Come forth, O king, and fight with me. He spoke, and from his ocean bed the righteous monarch heaved his head, and gave sedate his calm reply to him whom fate impelled to die. Not mine, not mine the power, he shrieked, to cope with thee in battle tried, but listen to my voice and seek the warrior foe of whom I speak. The lord of hills, where hermits live, and love the home his forests give, whose child is Sunkar's darling queen, the king of snows is he, I mean. Deep caves has he, and dark boughs shade, the torrent and the wild cascade. From him expect the fierce delight, which heroes feel in equal fight. He deemed that fear checked ocean's king, and like an arrow from the string, to the wild woods that clothed the side of Lord Himalaya's hills, he hied. Then Dundavi, with hideous roar, huge fragments from the summit tore, vast as Aravath, wide with snow, and hurled them to the plains below. Then, like a white cloud, soft, serene, the Lord of Mountains' form was seen. It sat upon a lofty crest, and thus the furious fiend addressed. Meseems thee not, O virtuous friend, my mountain tops to rive and rend, for I, the hermit's calm retreat, for deeds of war am all unmeet. The demon's eye with rage grew red, and thus in furious tone he said, If thou from fear or slot decline, to match thy strength in war with mine, where shall I find a champion, say? To meet me burning for the fray. He spoke, Himalaya, skilled in law, of eloquence, replied once more. And angered in his righteous mind, addressed the chief of demon kind. The Banner Valley, brave and wise, son of the god who rules the skies, sways glorious in his high renown, Kushkinda his imperial town. Well, may that valiant lord who knows each art of war, his might oppose, to dine in equal battle set, as Namohi and Indra met. Go, if thy soul desired a fray, to Bali city, speed away. And that unconquered hero meet, whose fame is high for warlike feet. He listened to the Lord of Snow, and his proud heart with rage aglow, sped swift away and lighted down by vast Kashkinda, Bali's town. With painted horns to strike and gore, the semblance of a bull he bore, heels as a cloud that downward bends, ere the full flood of rain descends. Impelled by pride and rage and hate, he thundered at Kashkinda's gate, and with his bellowing like the sound of pealing drums he shook the ground, he ran the art and prostrate trio, the trees that near the portal grew. 
King Bali from the bowers within, indignant hot, they roar and din. Then moonlight mid the stars would all, his dames he hurried to the wall. And to the fiend this speech expressed, in clear and measured words addressed. Know me for monarch, Bali's child, of Barna tribes that roam the wild. Say, why dost thou this gate molest, and bellowing thus disturb our rest? I know thee, mighty fiend, be aware, and guard thy life with wiser care. He spoke, and thus the fiend returned, while red with rage his eyeballs burned. What? Speak when all thy dames are nigh, and hero-like thy foe defy. Come meet me in the fight this day, and loan my strength by bold assay. Or shall I spare thee and relent, until the coming night be spent? Take then the respite of a night, and yield thee to each soft delight. Then monarch of the banner raise, with loving arms thy friends embrace. Gifts on thy faithful lords bestow, bid each and all farewell and go. Show in the streets once more thy face, install thy son to feel thy place. Daily a while with each dear dame, and then my strength thy pride shall tame. For should I smite thee drunk with wine, and a maud of those dames of thine, Beneath diseases bowed and bent, or weak, unarmed, or negligent, my deed would merit hate and scorn, as he is who slays the child unborn. Then Bali's soul with rage was fired, Quintara and the dames retired, and slowly, with a laugh of pride, the king of banners thus replied. Me, fiend, thou deemest drunk with wine, unless thy fear the fight decline. Come meet me in the fray and test the spirit of my valiant breast. He spoke in wrath and high disdain, and laying down his golden chain, gift of his sire Mahendra, dead, the demon for the fray prepared. Seized by the horns, the monster vast as a hill's hill and held him fast then fiercely dragged him round and round, and shouting hurled him to the ground. Blood streaming from his ears, he rose, and wild with fury strove the foes. Then Bali, match for Indra's might, with every arm renewed the fight. He fought with fists and feet and knees, with fragments of the rock and trees. At last the monster's strength assailed, by Sakura's conquering offspring failed. Himvali raised with mighty strain, and dashed upon the ground again, where, bruised and shattered in a tide, of rushing blood the demon died. King Bali saw the lifeless cause, and bending with tremendous force, raised the huge bulk from where it lay, and hurled it full a league away. As through the air the body flew, some blood drops caught by gales that blew, wailed from a shattered jaw and fell by Saint Matanga's hermit cell. Matanga saw, illustrious sage, those drops defile his hermitage, and as he marvelled whence they came, fierce anger filled his soul with flame. Who is the villain evil souled, with childish thoughts unwise and bold? Who is the impious wretch? he cried by whom my grave with blood is dyed.
Thus spoke Matanga in his rays, and hastened from the hermitage, when lo, before his wandering eyes, lay the dead bull of mountain size. His hermit soul was nothing slow, the doer of the deed to know, and thus the banner in a burst of wild temptuous wrath he caused. Never let that banner wander here, for if he come, his death is near, whose impious hand with blood was dyed, the holy place where I abide, who threw this demon cause and made a ruin of the pleasant shade, if ever he plant his wicked feet within one league of my retreat, yea, if the villain come so nigh, that very hour he needs must die, and let the banner lords who dwell in the dark woods that scart my cell, obey my words and speeding hands, find them some meter residence. Here, if they dare to stay on all, the terrors of my cause shall fall. They spoil the tender saplings, dear, as children, which I cherish here, mar root and bronze and leaf and spray, and steal the ripening fruit away. One day I grant, no farther hour, to-morrow shall my cause have power, and then each banner I may see, a stone through countless years, shall be. The banners hold the cause and height, from sheltering oot and mountain side. King Bali marked their haste and dread, and to the flying leaders said, Speak, banner chiefs, and tell me why, from St. Matanga's grove ye fly, to gather round me, is it well, what all who in those woodlands dwell? He spoke, the banner leaders told, King Bali with his chain of gold, what cause the saint had on them laid, which drove them from their ancient shade. Then royal Bali sought the sage, with reverent hands to suit his rays. The holy man his suppliant spawned, and to his cell in anger turned. That cause on Bali sorely pressed, and long his conscious soul distressed, him still the cause and terror keep, afar from Rishamulka's steep. He dares not to the grove draw nigh, nay scarce will heeder turn his eye. We know what terrors warm him hands, and roam desudes in confidence. Look, prince, before thee wide and dry, the demon's bones uncovered lie, who, like a hill in bulk and length, fell ruined for his pride of strength. See those high sultries, seven in row, that droop their mighty branches low, these at one grasp would barley seize, and leafless shake the trembling trees. These tales I tell, O prince, to show the matchless power that arms the foe. How canst thou hope to slay him? How mid barley in the battle now? Sugriva spoke and sadly sighed, and Lakshman with a laugh replied, What show of power, what proof and test? May steal the doubts that fill thy breast. He spoke. Sugriva thus replied. See yonder sultries side by side. King Bali here would take his stand. Grasping his bow with vigorous hand. And every arrow, keen and true, Would strike each tree and pierce it through. If Rama now his bow will bend, And through one trunk an arrow send, Or, if his arm can raise and throw 
two hundred measures of his bow, crashed by a foot and howled through air, the demon bull that moulders there, my heart will own his might and fame, believe my foe already slain. Sugriva spoke, inflamed with ire, scanned Rama with a glance of fire, pondered a while in silent mood, and does again his speech renewed. All lands with Bali's glories ring, a valiant, strong, and mighty king, in conscious power unused to yield, a hero first in every field. His wondrous deeds his might declare, deeds gods might scarcely do or dare, and on this power reflecting still, I roam on Rishamuka's hill. Awed by my brother's might, I rove, in doubt and fear, from grove to grove, while Hanuman, my chosen friend, and faithful lords, my steps attend. And now, O true to friendship's tie, I hail in thee my best ally, my surest refuge from my foes, and steadfast as the lord of snows. Still, when I muse how strong and bold is cruel Bali, evil souled. But never, O chief of Ragu's line, have seen what strength in war is thine. Though in my heart I may not dare, doubt thy great might, despise, compare. Thoughts of his fearful deeds will rise, and fill my soul with sad surmise. Speech, form, and trust, which not may move, thy secret strength and glory prove. As smouldering ashes dimly show the dormant fires that live below. He ceased, and Rama answered, while, played over his lips a gracious smile. Not yet convinced, this clear essay shall drive each lingering doubt away. Thus Rama spoke his heart to cheer, to Dindavi's vast frame drew near. He touched it with his foot in play, and sent it twenty leagues away. Sugriba marked what easy force hauled through the air the demon's cause, whose mighty bones were wild and dried, and to the son of Rego cried, My brother Bali, when his might was drunk and weary from the fight, hauled forth the monster body, fresh, with skin and sinews, blood and flesh. Now flesh and blood are dried away, the crumbling bones are light as hay, which thou, O Ragu's son, hast sent, flying through air in merriment. This test alone is weak to show, if thou be stronger or the foe. By thee, a heap of mouldering bone, by him the recent cause was thrown. Thy strength, O prince, is yet untried. Come, pierce one tree, let this decide. Prepare thy ponderous bow and bring, close to thine ear the straining string. On yonder psaltery fix thine eye, and let the mighty arrow fly. I doubt not, chief, that I shall see the pointed shaft transfixed the tree. Then come, essay the easy task, and do for love the thing I ask. Best of all lights the day god feels, with glory, art, and sky. Himala is the lord of hills that heave their heads on high. The royal lion is the best of beasts that tread the art, and thou, O hero, art confessed first in heroic ward. Canto twelve, 
the palm trees. Then Rama, that his friend might know, his strength unrivaled, grasped his bow, that mighty bow the foe's dismay, and on the string an arrow lay. Next on the tree his eye he bent, and fought the hotling weapon went, loosed from the matchless hero's hold, that arrow tacked with burning gold, cleft the seven palms in line, and true, the hill that rose behind them flew. Six subterranean realms it passed, and reached the lowest depth at last, when speeding back through out and air, it sought the quiver and rested there. Upon the cloven trees amazed, the sovereign of the banners gazed. With all his chains and gold outspread, prostrate on art, he laid his head. Then rising, palm to palm, he laid, in reverent act, obeisance made, and joyously to Rama, best of water-trained chiefs, these words addressed. What champion, Ragusan, may hope with thee in deadly fight to cope, whose arrow, leaping from the bow, cleaves tree and hill and art below? Scars might the gods arrayed for strife, by Indra's self escape with life. Assailed by thy victorious hand, and how may Bali hope to stand? All grief and care are passed away, and joyous thoughts my bosom sway. Who have in thee a friend, renowned, as Varun or as Indra, found? Then on, subdue, it is friendship's claim, my foe who bears a brother's name. Strike Bali down beneath thy feet, with suppliant hands I does entreat. Sugriva ceased, and Rama pressed the grateful banner to his breast, and thoughts of kindred feeling woke in Lakshman's bosom as he spoke. On to Kishkinda, on with speed, thou banner king, our way shalt lead. Then challenge Bali fought to fight, thy foe who scorns a brother's right. They sought Kishkinda's gate and stood. Concealed by trees in densest wood, Sugriva to the fight addressed, More closely drew his kinchured vest, And raised a wild sky-piercing shout To call the foreman Bali out. Fought came impetuous Bali, steered, To fury by the shout he heard, So the great sun, ere night has ceased, Springs up impatient to the east, then fierce and wild the conflict raised, As hand to hand the foes engaged, As though in battle mid the stars Fought Mercury and fiery Mars. To highest pitch of frenzy wrought, With fists like thunderbolts they fought, While near them Rama took his stand, And viewed the battle bow in hand. Alike they stood in form and might, like heavenly swins paired in fight. Nor might the son of Raku know, Where fought the friend and where the foe. So while his bow was ready bent, No life-destroying shaft he sent. Crushed down by Bali's mightier stroke, Sugriva's force now sank and broke, Who, hoping not from Rama's aid, The Rishamulka fled dismayed. Weary and faint and wounded sore, his body bruised and died with gore, 
from barley's blows in rage and dread afar to sheltering woods he fled nor barley father dared pursue the carving curse too well he knew fled from thy death the victor cried and home the mighty warrior hide hanuman lakshman raghu's son beheld the conquered banner run and followed to the sheltering shade where yet Sugriva stood dismayed. Near and more near the chieftains came, then, for intolerable shame, not daring yet to lift his eyes, Sugriva spoke with burning sighs. Thy matchless strength I first beheld, and dared my foe by thee impelled. Why hast thou tried me with deceit, and asked me to assure defeat? Thou shouldst have said, I will not slay, thy foreman in the coming fray for had i then thy purpose known i had not waged the fight alone the banner sovereign laughed his old in plaintive voice his sorrows told then rama spoke sugriva list all anger from thy heart dismissed and i will tell the cause that stayed mine arrow and would help the aid in dress adornment port and height in splendour battle shout and might no shade of difference could i see between thy foe o king and thee so like was each i stood at gaze my senses lost in wildering maze nor loosened from my straining bow a deadly arrow at the foe lest in my doubt the shaft should send to sudden death our surest friend oh if this hand in heedless guilt and rash resolve thy blood had spilled through every land o banner king my wild and foolish act o drink sore weight of sin on him must lie by whom a friend is made to die and lakshman i and sita best of dames on thy protection rest on warrior for the fight prepare nor fear again thy foe to dare within one hour thine eye shall view my arrow strike thy foeman true shall see the stricken barley lie low on the art and gasp and die but come a badge about thee bind o monarch of the banner kind that in the battle shark mine eyes the friend and the foe may recognize come lakshman let that creeper attack with brightest bloom sugriva's neck and be a happy token twined around the chief of lofty mind upon the mountain slope there grew a treading creeper fair to view and lakshman plucked the bloom and round sugriva's neck a garland wound graced it the flowery wreath he wore the banner chief the semblance bore of a dark cloud at close of day and garlanded with cranes at play in glorious light the banner glowed as by his comrade's side he strode and steel on rama's ward intent his steps to great kashkinda bent and of cantos ten eleven and twelve